Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. back again for another week of the read <laughs> don't sound so excited early this week oh yeah we are early uh because i'm going to get my face ripped off tomorrow <laughs> you're not getting your face ripped off you are having two teeth removed i have to get two wisdom teeth pulled out i actually some people remember that i said that i was going to do this like some weeks ago and i didn't because why would you pull out somebody's teeth out of their mouth (laughs) it just sounds horrible and everybody talks about how painful it is and you know how your face gets all fat and i just am not looking forward to it but that part just lasts for a few days and it hurts significantly less than having a fucked up tooth some way less, so I'm not saying that you shouldn't do so it. Wait, it hurts way less than having a fucked up tooth. Yeah, like whatever pain your tooth is causing you now, you'll be glad that you got it out, even through your recovery, because that pain is still not as bad as tooth pain. Tooth pain is shit. So well, it does hurt now. Yes, so you will you will welcome the recovery process, but it is gonna be a little difficult. I'm praying for you. Oh, God. P.O.P., we gonna hold you down. I'm gonna come get Link. <laughs> so, oh, you're going to have to, because that bitch, oh, my God. <laughs> She's gonna drive you crazy. She's so annoying. She woke me up at 6 o'clock this morning because she just heard a ghost, the phantom of, I don't know, views in the bathroom. Come on, views. And she just decided that she needed to, like bark at nothing at six o'clock in the morning oh, she's like a baby yeah she's like a toddler then because they are the worst <laughs> they just decide to start hollering whenever they feel like it and you can't stop them <sighs> anyway so Good luck that's to my you, life friend. you'll be fine you'll be fine as long as you're recovered in time for a sweet heat then that's really like the All biggest thing for me is that i have to be in girl is the phone ringing that is amazing <laughs> I love it. I'm let's take it. Answer. Yeah, let's answer let's it. Let's answer it. Right, where's the speaker? No, call, come right back. <laughs> Fuck it, then, since y'all wanted to hang up, we're just going to move on then. Thank you. <laughs> so, Black Excellence this week. Woo! Love it. So professional. Um. A team of young ladies, a group of eighth grade girls, 
uh, from University Prep Science and Math in Detroit, uh, took home the gold at the KCF 13th Annual KCF All Girls National Championship in Chicago. And this is, you know, said to be the biggest, most prestigious all girls under 18 tournament in the entire country for chess. So. Oh, a chess tournament. Yes, it's chess. I'm sorry. I'm just realized that I didn't use that word. I was like, what kind of sport do they play? Yeah, no, they're chess players. <laughs> okay, dope. Um, it's five girls led by Jada Hamilton, who is 13. Um, and they're an all-black girl squad, and they're nice. awesome, and they kicked all of these other girls' asses. Nearly 450 players from 27 states is what I'm reading here on the Huffington Post. And so congratulations to University Prep Science and Math coming and sweeping and letting the girls know that, you know, we do all of these things as well. Yes, come on, Chess. Also, a quick mention to Afeni Shakur, who passed away. This morning, I know. Uh, at 69. Woo. I'm tired. Yeah. I don't really know. And the first thing I thought of was Dear Mama, and I was like, oh, I'm not playing that record right now, actually. Like, I'm not going to do that to myself. So, um, And Mother's Day is like... In just a few days, so... Mm. Yeah, I know. So, rest in peace to Afeni Shakur. And also, I wanted to give a shout-out to Ida Keeling. She broke the world record for the 100-yard dash at the I saw that one 10 Relays. She's 100 years old. And she's 100 years old. She's 100 years old, broke the world record for the 100-yard dash. She just started running when she was 67. <laughs> and she said the secret to living long is eating like you have some sense and working out do what you need to do and not what you want to do (laughs) yes ma'am come on wisdom so that sounds like something that she would say yes it sounds like something that a wise black woman would say so congratulations miss ida so this week six out world dramatics not everything's actually well no some I feel like there there isn't really bad news this week, right? I mean, everything is still mostly lemonade colored, so. Actually, I think most of these things are positive, depending on the way that you look at it. Okay. We're going to try. Example one. Carrie Washington is expecting a second child from her husband. I don't know how to say that. Okay. I don't remember his name either. I just know he doesn't play football anymore. So I'm he not does sure what not he does. play NFL football games anymore. <laughs> and he is, however, having babies with Olivia Pope. I feel like, you know, congratulations, Carrie. And I love it. And you're beautiful. And you're just graceful and awesome. They have already said that Scandal will be cut down to 16 episodes oh, next no, season no, to, you know. Accommodate. I just, so this is what we, I mean, I'm really happy for you. Um, yeah, I'm so glad you're having, you know, you're growing a person inside your body that's so beautiful or whatever. But, but my you show, to, like, though. have and everything, but, like, girl. Scandal is getting good again, and they're focusing on the election. Everything is, like, crazy and dramatic. Like, here you go with a baby. I mean, congratulations, girl. That's great. But, like, So we're going to be back. <laughs> To to these her, big ass purses. Right, these giant purses and them like raising up the countertops to her fucking throat. Yeah. And all of this shit. She ain't gonna be doing no dramatic action sequences or nothing. But the good thing is that without Olivia and Fitz as a main storyline, they can feel free to, to 
concentrate on all the other characters and all these other plot lines developing and it doesn't have to be all about Olivia and I think maybe 16 episodes may be a good that's still little, a lot like, I mean it is still a, lot, still a lot of episodes yeah and so maybe it'll just wrap things up <laughs> and just be I just I feel like a terrible person for being like oh baby that's so cute but like <laughs> my show it was you just had one <laughs> <laughs> I mean, girl, how many kids are you going to make? Jeez. I mean, girl, we're so happy for you. Don't pay us no mind. Um, also expecting a child, DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled and his fiance. Also, DJ Khaled is on the road with Beyonce. So he's just winning in to, many, yeah, many is. ways. Just by being so positive, encouraging. Encouraging. Yeah, DJ Khaled is very encouraging. He doesn't put people down. He he wants everybody to do better. He wants everybody to have sco- uh, jet skis and and scuba and overwater equipment. their plants and and uh, line statues, custom made breakfast, and to live down the street from escorts <laughs> and to just show up at people's houses and they'd be like, "Uh, what are you doing here?" <laughs> just why um, not? Says so fiance's name's Nicole, and they're expecting their first child together. And Nicole gets it. <laughs> like, that's all I have to say about that. Is Nicole the one who's always on Snapchat looking at him like, put that fucking phone down? I'm assuming so. Okay. <laughs> well, congratulations, Khaled. She's like, yep. Yeah. I mean, look, as long as as long as long y'all are happy and this is what y'all wanted to do. What the formation do? tour. That don't. Let's get this started. <laughs> oh, you think she was this. like, oh, the nigga signing deals with Beyonce now? Let me just go ahead Let and open this womb up. my piece. <laughs> Into the universe so that, you know. Let me just go on here and put these birth control pills in the back of the drawer. Beyonce? Okay. I mean, look, you've been holding a nigga down for a long time and then he come up like that? I mean, this may go like a love and hip hop route. You know, they're already down there. I'm hoping I feel like he really cares about her. And I don't know. I'm not saying that he doesn't. I'm just saying that she's smart. (laughs) Yes, a crafty girl. She knew what she was doing. Because DJ Khaled's been out in Miami, out in the streets of Miami doing all of this stuff forever. That's what I'm saying. You hold him down for however long. Forever. Money is one thing. Beyonce is a whole nother. That's a different discussion. (laughs) So she was like, what? We're talking a whole different way. Now she's like, let me go ahead. (laughs) Okay, so let me just go ahead and do this. I wonder, is he he playing the international dates too? Because that is just... I don't know. Maybe not. But I've heard good things about the very few... Things I've allowed myself to read about the tour. I've heard good things about DJ Khaled being there. So I did hear he brought out Trick Daddy in Miami, which was great. Yes, and I, actually, it was like a whole lineup of people in Miami. I, I heard Trick like, Daddy. Okay, okay. Well, I know he brought some other people out because <laughs> you don't I even care about the other Daddy. names, and that's fine. That's valid too. Um, but yeah, congratulations to them and to Beyonce. Um, okay, yeah, to Beyonce too. Why not? Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. 
And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. Uh, Also... Speaking about Drake's, uh, Drake's views, it's just called views now. It's no longer called views from the oxtail gravy, (laughs) views from the beef patty place, views (laughs) from Flatbush, views from Ocho Rios. I'm so weary. Not even Kingston, but like Ocho Rios or like Montego Bay, like where the white people be at. It really should have been views from Diner's Corner. It really should have been. That should have been the title. They should have just shot the whole, they should have shot a visual album in Diner's Corner. They should have. Because it is that good. It is. But anyway, let me No, the food is that good. Right, yes. No, not the, I'm so sorry if you thought I meant the album because I certainly meant the oxtail and the festival and the rice and peas and the stew chicken that I still think about all the time. I'm just glad that you get it now. (laughs) I lovingly caress that flyer from Diner's Corner all the time. If you live in Toronto and you don't go there, I don't understand your I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of great places to get Jamaican food in Toronto because there's a lot of Jamaicans there. But that that was the one that we went to. Woo! Anyway. Amazing. It was because it's allegedly Drake's. They said that's Drake's. I mean, and it is so fucking good. So I see it. Like, I mean, we went twice in two days and then took a plate home to like. Yes, I will take all this to go because it is that fucking good. Oh my gosh. I wish I could have this right now. If I could have one meal before they rip my face off and shred it to pieces tomorrow, Mm -hmm. it would be that. It would be that oxtail. That oxtail. With that rice. And that motherfucking festival, and then just and then the gravy and the thing, and then you yeah, just like, and the and gravy then, on the rice and peas, and then you put you dip you the, dip the, the festival, festival in the gravy. Yes. Oh my god, and let it soak it up real good while your rice is soaking up that <laughs> yes, gravy too, bitch. God. Because that oxtail, you got to work with oxtail. I never had it before. 
Toronto. It's so delicious. It's, like, it's, it's a relatively like difficult amount of work for the amount of meat you get, There's but it is so form. good. Yeah. There's an art form to it. Really, Ooh. you'll get to a point where you'll just put the whole thing in yeah, your mouth even, and pull it out. And that's clean. why I was like, like you know, I'm not picking meat off of this. I'm just going to put this in my mouth and figure it out. Yeah, there's no need for it. Like, we don't do that. <laughs> you eat. We're not going to eat it. Get to where you... This isn't about oxtail. Um, no, Drake, it no, it is not. Drake released the Views album on <laughs> Friday, I think. What is wrong with us? And um, Saturday. He said that he sold over 600,000 copies the first night. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I haven't gotten an update. I don't believe it. Um, but even if it is true, congrats, Aubrey. I love you so much. Um, I don't love your album. Um, yes, I also doubt the validity of you selling 600,000, like literally selling 600,000 copies in one night. I just don't. This was a celebratory environment. I feel like there was, you know, probably Champagne. There mm-hmm. was probably Cognac. There was probably just like a <laughs> lot of stuff in the in the venue. Right. And he may have meant streams. I mean, maybe he did. But that would, listen, if he really did sell that that many records on iTunes in one night, then congratulations to you, brother, because that's phenomenal. But I have to agree with the album. I let it play through while I was cleaning the house, which is usually how I listen to albums for the first time. And I noticed somewhere around track 78 that I just wasn't even paying attention anymore. (laughs) It was like all the music was just kind of running together and I wasn't even really noticing the difference between one song and the next. And I was just like, uh. That's one thing about it that I think a lot of us, meaning, you know, my friends and I, we have agreed on is that it's just unnecessarily long. Yeah, it is really long. Like the, 20 tracks, nigga. What is... And, why? And I said that from the moment that they put this track <laughs> listing up. I was like, I'm not listening to this shit all the way through. Like, I split it into chapters. And, like, moments. I listened to... I think I split it in, like, okay, three. Okay, moments. But... Sorry. But I just... It just didn't move me. It feels like he's trying to do this, like, he's trying to be taken more seriously as a singer. I don't know um, why, but he is doing a lot of singing on this album. Yes, a lot. Like, a lot of singing. I really thought there was going to be a lot more rapping. I thought it was going to be a rap-based album because of, like, your career as a rapper. And the fact that, like, all the singles and everything you've released, like, you be rapping. He's doing what Nicki Minaj is doing, which is like Not the, the whole, I want to be, you know, I don't want to be tied down to one day. I want to do it all. Oh, God. <laughs> and but the, you don't have to. But see, and I could never do, I never did rock with Nicki and that spaceship shit. And when she started going all techno and, and grand free, piano, oh bitch. Oh, my God. Grand so bad. piano, so my bad. nigga. The songs on oh Pink Print God. that are bad are really really bad like god damn right. bad so it's i just like god doesn't give you anything more than you can bear so why would you give yourself more it just doesn't seem like you know what i'm saying like that doesn't even need to be your like your plight i don't understand and the moment when he said you know that he was he was like at at the at his best vocally or something and that he's been oh, listening no. to alabama shakes and oh no and somebody else drake wants to be a alabama vocalist shakes and and somebody i can't remember who the other artist is he said he said is. it during the interview but oh, i was just saying. like i was like my nigga like first <laughs> alabama shakes like please don't compare yourself to britney howard please please <laughs> like first like completely different don't play like, yourself first of all it's like oh i've been listening to jasmine sullivan like no <laughs> no even no. if you have 
Trust me, you haven't learned anything. And it's not even like Drake has like a despicable voice. <laughs> it's not like he has like this right. horrible. Because I, there are plenty of songs where he's only singing and I like them. Even on this album, there's a couple of songs where he's just singing and I like it because I like the controller song. Yeah, I, like I don't dislike dance. his singing voice. But a lot of it is just like, okay, this feels like an album filler. This feels unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I don't like this. This, this is, is just boring. a transition from one song to the next. Like, was this supposed to be a skit? And you just said, fuck it, I'm on my way through it. Like, so much of the album feels like just something he threw on there for the for this hell of it. So, And there's just a lot of Jamaican You know, Drake influence. really, when I heard him on Beats 1 talking about it's five or six things <laughs> on the record, and I was like... I said, somebody rolled it back. Did he just say tings? Like, Drake is really acting like he is Caribbean. Like, But apparently that's Toronto slang now. That's what the girls, anyway. It, Toronto slang, girl, something that is so clearly from Jamaica. You can eat a whole Toronto brick, bitch, because that's Like, does it not occur to y'all that to be the, the, the Caribbean population in Toronto I actually is don't why? have a read, and so I may just save that for the end, although I okay. already did it in Chicago. I mean, but why not? But bitch, what you will never, ever do is take that. And it's like one thing, because I know that Drake has legitimate Jamaican, like, friends. He's been there. He's, like... Beanie Man has a sample and like some random interlude or sketch on the fucking album. Like, so I get it, but like, it's called Views. That's why he changed Views from Six. I think like, yeah, because that's not, but that's you not know, the Six. But I just, I'm like Asante said, Drake decides that he's from somewhere new every 18 months Houston, Atlanta, Miami. He's always from, always from somewhere Jamaica. else. Now, right now, all of a sudden, he's Caribbean. Okay, my nigga. I can't wait for Japanese Drake. Really? I can't wait for Japanese Drake and for British Drake. Or maybe like... Yeah. No, I think Adele Drake is is Yeah, coming. Adele Drake is coming. <laughs> because he's already doing his good singing on this album. He's going to do like Mary and have like a London session. <laughs> and go out there and work with Disclosure. He's about to just cut Sam the bullshit Smith. and start doing ballads. Just straight up. Like, fuck y'all. I just don't need it. You know, like, I'm. it's okay. I don't need it. But... I'll try it again. But I pulled yeah. out the nine... I actually like nine songs. Like, officially. Nine mm-hmm. of them. And I just added Right Hand and made it a new album. So th- that's my view. And why not do that? I decided that I'm just going to combine all of Beyonce's work post-Matthew, so starting with four, into like a totally separate part of her career. Kind of like before Jesus died and afterwards. Like, Beyonce four and onward is its own playlist on my Mac now, and then everything else. I mean, it's cool. Old Beyonce is cool, don't get me wrong, but like, grown Beyonce is my favorite. So, I separate that and play that like on its own, deliberately. That makes sense. Yeah. So I can, I see what you're saying about taking Drake's album and then making your own album out of it. I've done that with plenty of artists before. When it's and just there's like, nothing wrong don't with need it. this, don't need that, don't need this. I've done that with Nicki, so... <laughs> I used to go in and cut off features on songs that I didn't like. <laughs> My favorite thing I have a rapper. I used to do like, that Like, oh girl, too. so I'm just going to go ahead and cut and delete. <laughs> We're right. not listening to your part on Start this. writing GarageBand and just chop <laughs> yes, that shit right writing. out. This is the only thing I ever learned how to do in GarageBand. <laughs> Get rid of it. Take it out. <laughs> Woo. Well, anyway, congratulations, Drake. It's clearly successful regardless, and you about to go on tour, and I heard the tickets were selling like crazy for that, so. And I'm still willing to move in. And I'm definitely, I'm still going to the show. Like, I'm definitely going to his show in, in New York when he comes Oh, I want to go too, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I want to sit like right up at the front. Mm-hmm. 
And I don't care what you're singing. I'll be all in. <laughs> I'm going to be very mad if I can't get tickets through my job since Apple Music is sponsoring this You tour. should be able to meet him. You should be backstage, I should, Thank bitch. you. Like, I should be interviewing him. To be honest, I should be broadcasting live from Beats 1 New York City with Drake. Why not? He already not? technically gave you a bottle of champagne. That's right. You know what? Listen, it, the dots are all connecting. I don't so see how this isn't going to work. It should happen. I mean... Ebro might technically be, you know, more qualified, but still, like, I'm here, yeah. so why not? No, you're good. <laughs> yeah, they should just call me. Um, let me do it, Apple. They're not gonna let me do it. So apparently, Monica and Shannon Brown went to the formation tour concert together. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this I, is great for so many reasons. It is. It is. Um. Because if you'll remember, <laughs> Shannon Brown was in his own shit just a few weeks ago. Just a few weeks prior Same to the shit. drop of the Same juice. Same shit. She was like, you know, we talked about it on the show. He was all off in some girls' mentions or some girls' Instagram DMs. DMs. yeah. And... The girl apparently, like, she didn't actually sleep with him or get any useful goddamn nudes, but <laughs> Dustin said that shit to me, like, he was like, bitch, you didn't even get no goddamn nudes out of this shit. Like, what do you, didn't you ain't none. got nothing but conversation. Useless. <laughs> you know what? And I feel like a lot of men feel that way. Like, if you gonna fuck around with a married man or entertain one, like, at least get something out of it. Get some sperm or some money or a car. You don't have anything here but tea that nobody's drinking. You have, all you have is fun girl screenshots like you got nothing out of this pointless other than exposing this man but what did you really gain nothing at all um all right so he was in the middle of all of that monica was seen without her ring he had followed her from instagram all of these dramatics so the lemonade drops and monica is posing and this is like a gif i know that people i don't know if you're new i say gif Fight your mother. Everybody says GIF, man. Nobody says JIF. Even care. if JIF is correct, no one says it. No one. It doesn't even make sense because the G, the G in the word stands for graphic. So I don't even understand how we got there. But um, they're in this little GIF and she is all smiles with her husband by her side and the little Beyonce formation. So is this like an app or is this something that you can do there? It says hashtag FWTVIP. So it's just something I'll not know about. <laughs> Formation World Tour VIP. So this is something that the VIP girls get. They're gift. They get a gift maker. Oh, nice, nice. So, that is nice. I just love the fact that she's standing there with her husband. Like, I basically sat down and made this nigga watch this. I'm sure they've seen Lemonade a few times. I informed him that I too will kill him. I will kill her, and I will wear her goddamn dress. Wear her, <laughs> her as a dress yes, to the Met Gala in in body colored latex. And you bitches will look at with and her you'll teeth deal. is confetti all over all dress. over my dress, and you're just going to have and to that's go. just what it was. And I'm not Beyonce, you're not Jay Z, but if you think I won't get up and leave you and take my baby, and we'll be just fine and have a great life, nigga, you are sorely mistaken. Because <laughs> <laughs> if anybody, I know if anybody ain't with the shits, it's Monica. Monica rolled up to Shannon's hotel, right, <laughs> and told that nigga to come downstairs, <laughs> and she just had like. Like, she just opened the trunk, and there was, like, a plasma in the trunk because Monica's rich. And she was just like, right. well, look at this. My good <laughs> sis Beyonce has all the words right there right for you. Here. You sit here for approximately one hour, and you watch mm -hmm. this shit. Don't say anything to me. Watch. This, too, will be you. Right. Now get to kissing these ankles, bitch. <laughs> Nigga, please don't make me leave you. And I love that. I love it. I saw somebody, a white boy on Twitter, said his mama listened to Lemonade once and told his daddy, shape up. 
I'm That's getting the fuck it. out. Like, I wanted to ask her today, like, how many people have gotten into legit fights over lemonade so far? Mm-hmm. I really am interested in knowing. Not over, like, how good or bad it is. Like, We have a lot of questions doing? in the inbox from people who are like, my partner doesn't like lemonade. What do I do? <laughs> Which is... Leave his ass, probably. Because... <laughs> It's probably a sign, girl. Probably the reason you don't like that shit. Just saying. Um, okay, Shannon and and Monica, I see y'all. Good for you. Good, good for you. Do whatever you have to do to, to let to, this nigga know. Oh, man, you will destroy. Why him. I don't get why so many men have this issue. Why is it so hard for y'all to keep the promise that you made in front of your wife? And all of your attendees and God, why is it so hard to honor the contract you signed? Why is that? Why is that the case? Temptation is really, really difficult to deal with for a lot of men, but it simply requires discipline and maturity. Like if you don't have mm-hmm. those things down packed, you're probably going to run around there like a little boy and put your dick wherever. That's why. Because I refuse to believe y'all just don't love your wives. I can't. That can't be it. There has to be something else. I think that's a part of the reason why. When people write into this show, a lot of these people who are like 21, 22 years old talking about how their boyfriends and their girlfriend or whatever, and what do I do? When should I leave him or not? And we always be like, yeah, girl. <laughs> and everybody's like, why do you always tell people to leave each other? Because you should date. You should go out and you Especially should find out. Young. Right. You should do all of that stuff and get all of that stuff out of your system so that when you're old enough, you know more about love. You know about yeah. more about relationships. You know about more about what you can take and what you can't take. And you're not out here in you know in a a marriage with kids and still run around here and can't you know keep a dick in your pants or can't keep your titties in your bra or whatever like <laughs> can't keep your titties in your bra whatever you know what i'm saying like it's just you have to be mature and you have to be disciplined and that because you're always 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 male female gay straight bi you're always gonna see somebody that is not your partner that you're going to be like right. i would absolutely take that down to the ground <laughs> But you have to leave it there. But you have to be bigger than that. And that just it just seems like so many men, especially successful men, have trouble honoring that. Because they have way more temptation. Because you could look like this goddamn Jordan bitch. <laughs> you could look like the bottom of these breads, bitch. And they're going to be like... You. And they're still going to be at free before 11 like, hey, big head. <laughs> okay, not big head. I'm done. Whatever Nikki said. It's just, it is what it is. But you got to be like, no, I have too much to lose. I have a wife at home that loves me. I have kids at home mm-hmm. that I need to set an example for. I can't do this. Well, get his ass together, Monica. I'm not mad. And do, you know, extra freaky things. Keep the, se- the, the sex life spicy. Oh, no. Oh, no. That may not always but Beyonce, help. Right. Beyonce talked about doing all that kinky, extra freaky shit on self-titled. And do you think that stopped Jay-Z from putting his dick in somebody else's mouth and or vagina? No, it didn't. But it doesn't hurt to spice up the sex life. Mm, okay. I'm not saying it's going to stop anything. I'm just <laughs> saying it doesn't hurt. Yeah. You can, I mean, you can bend over backwards for a nigga and, and try to be as accommodating possible, but as possible. for a nigga, that's worth it. Like, this is what I'm saying. Don't do it to keep a nigga from cheating. Like, do it because a nigga, it, yes. it's worth it yes. and whatever. And he deserves Woo. that. Relationships if you're like, oh, are so complicated. This is this, just so complicated. It's, because you literally... It's about people. It's about two people. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's different. And you have to find a way to literally be with this person, you know, hopefully for the rest of your life and not want to kill them and not be bored. Right. And not all of that. Not you know what I'm saying? be annoyed so, by their personalities. And right. It's just so many different variables involved. And then having to deal with somebody else's emotions is just, it's too much. I can't. I'm tired thinking about it. 
So they're apparently making a Space Jam 2 starring LeBron keep James. Keep it, keep it, keep it. I don't, no, no. I just don't want this to happen. I mean, I think it's time for all of us who were born in the 80s and early 90s to admit that Space Jam is really bad. It is a bad movie. And Wait we, no, no, no. a minute. It is a classic and we love it, but it is terrible. It is really fucking bad. Wait a minute. That movie is bad. Sir, sir, you're not going to tell me that you have watched Space Jam as an adult and said, wow, this was really well done. So well written. Michael Jordan is phenomenal in this. He's Michael Jordan was horrible. <laughs> Michael Jordan was horrible. Even as a child, I knew that Michael was bad, but that's not why I watched it. Like, I could watch Space Jam today and probably still like it. You didn't for- watch it for Michael Jordan? No, I didn't watch that shit for no goddamn Michael Jordan. I watched the shit because what? I was a kid. When did Space Jam come out? Everybody watched Space Jam for Michael Jordan. That was the whole appeal. I watched Space Jam because Michael Jordan was playing basketball with Bugs Bunny. That's why I watched it. I didn't watch it because I was just this big Michael Jordan fan. I was a baby. Oh. This shit came out in 1996. I was eight. Oh. I definitely went because I was like a huge Michael Jordan fan and I didn't give a shit about basketball in any other capacity, but I loved it. I literally put Space Jam into Google and the first thing that comes up is an article from Deadspin that says Space Jam was bad. LeBron remake could be worse. <laughs> it was bad, but it's also a movie for kids that typically aren't that great anyway, but Space Jam is not good. It Shaq just bashes Charles Barkley's awful acting in Space Jam. Nigga, you made Shaq foo. And you still can't hit a, a goddamn free throw. And uh, I know that. Shaq can't criticize so, nobody's acting in anything. Uh, what, what was Shazam? that Shazam? I was going to say, not Shazam, my nigga. How you criticize? Now, that movie <laughs> was trash. And I had both cassette tapes. I don't think they're going to find a bunch of other, like, really good oh stars of the league to be in this and be like, oh, LeBron stole all our powers. Like, I don't think they're going to find. It's not, I don't even know if it would be the same storyline storyline or whatever like space jam was just fun as it was a fun kids movie and it was fun to see this awesome athlete playing with these cartoons yes yes so it's still for myself and probably kids that were born in the late 80s maybe early 90s or whatever Mm -hmm. that's like i think that we enjoyed space jam as a kid's film and so, from I mean, that I was a perspective, kid when it came out, I was like eleven. There's plenty of shit that I loved as a kid that if I watch it now, I'm like, God damn, this was terrible, you know. <laughs> but it doesn't stop me from appreciating it. Yeah, I love you because I liked it as a kid. I don't want to see no goddamn Space Jam two simply because <laughs> you're not a child. I'm not a kid no more, and I just don't want to see another one like <laughs> with Le- for what I know. LeBron James can't act. I saw a train wreck. That whole movie was a train wreck. Was so, it? Oh, so LeBron can't. LeBron, LeBron James is not a good actor. Well, then it he's might be... horrible, but he's not good. Well, Michael Jordan isn't a good actor either, and Space Jam did incredibly well. So maybe... It would is... be the same... It would probably be the same level of acting. Kids will love it because they love LeBron James and they love cartoons. Right. So you put those two things together and children will want to see it. So I will feel about Space Jam 2 the way that adults felt when the first Space Jam came yes, out. Yes, because you are an adult now. But it's not totally original. Different. It's not the first of its kind. <laughs> it's been done already. So when I did it, it was A1. It was the first. We don't oh, need another one. Oh, so yours was you superior. You don't need another one. Stop it. Do something else. I mean, Just... I agree, but I mostly agree because I'm an adult and I'm, going, I'm not going to see that regardless. I feel like kids I'm going are to see Finding Dory. I'm going to go see The Incredibles 2 when that shit comes out, and I will see them by myself. Finding Nemo is a good movie, though, and so is The Incredibles. Like, there are some kids' movies that are just really well-written and well-done, and adults can enjoy them, too. Like Inside Out. I don't even really remember the plot behind Space Jam. 
Um, Michael the aliens Jordan, came. The monsters. And they they were going to destroy the world. And then they bet that if they beat them in a basketball game, that they stole they the monsters, stole everybody else's ability, right? They yeah, stole they, everybody they else's jacked everybody best. first. Yes, they jacked everybody else. So they were really, really good. So, yeah. I mean, oh, God, Steph, this was awful. Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are not going to go in this movie and be like, hey, LeBron, save us. Because the monsters. I think that that's going to happen, mm, though. Yeah, I mean, but. I just don't want it to happen well, at all. Yes, I and mean, that's for, that's a nostalgia thing. Yeah. It's like, stop remaking the things that were great, you know, to me when I was a kid. Exactly. Like, don't redo My Girl. I heard, you can't do, what? you can't redo My Girl. You can't. You it can't just replicate. doesn't need to be done. Like, just get creative people to start writing original things. Like, why, every everything is remake. Everything is a reboot. And almost, it's almost never as, almost, it's not even as good as the first one. But that's a guaranteed moneymaker. LeBron James and cartoons, parents are always looking for something they can take kids to. That's a guaranteed moneymaker. I see why that got made. So Fuck off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's Man. no shade to LeBron or Cleveland yeah, or get your money. basketballs or champs. It's just, I don't want to see it. Hmm. I almost asked you if you think LeBron, LeBron regrets leaving Miami for Cleveland, but I don't know why I thought you would really have an opinion I think on that, that he does. You do? Yes. Why? Because why would you? It's Miami. <laughs> it's the heat. But and you haven't been doing very well home. here. Well, I mean, there's only so much you can do when, you know, there's two or three players on the team that can really carry it. So. He's from Cleveland? Yeah, he's from Ohio. Yeah, you didn't know that. He wasn't going to Cleveland just for the hell of it. Like, he started with the <laughs> I mean, I know he started with the Cavaliers, but, but I didn't know he was from, from there. Yeah. I mean, I don't care. I can tell. But... Never mind. You left Miami. You left great players in Miami. And you had your rings. Maybe he felt... But, you know, I don't know. It just seems to me like... I think he thought within his second season they were going to have another championship. And it's not working out that way. And maybe he's getting a little restless. But we'll see. We'll see. You did that shit because all the girls were like, when we see you, we're burning you down to the ground. (sighs) You know, don't get me started on sports fans and the way they act about players versus teams versus owners and that whole ridiculousness because I'll be here all day. So, is that it? Are we... Oh, Larry Wilmore. Yes. Larry Wilmore uh, was the host of the White House Correspondents Dinner the other night. And... (laughs) He did a whole set that made every single white person in America very, very uncomfortable to my black delight. That's why it was so great. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was so like, here we go, girl. Like, <laughs> almost at some points, I was I was cringing. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh, God. Like, you're really doing this in front of white people. Amen. At first, I almost thought that, I was almost like, this is this is bad. But I oh, rewatched no. it, and I was like, no, this is actually hilarious. It's just that a lot of people are uncomfortable. <laughs> they don't want to laugh. Right. And so... That's why it was so good. Yeah, that's why it was great. It was just like, man, fuck y'all. So... I mean, and with a Democratic president in office at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, the Republican or conservative media outlets should feel uncomfortable. Y'all should be making fun of them and making them feel like they ain't shit, because they ain't. Obama literally ended his speech by saying two words, Obama out, and dropping the microphone. He dropped And walking away. That's beautiful. That is a moment I won't forget. God damn it. Do the you have to leave? The first black president dropped the mic on his way out. <laughs> like, Who else can say that? 
know, it's just, it's just, just so black. And what y'all gonna do? He gonna get a part next. I'm excited. Barack Obama is done. He's done, man. Malia's going to fucking Harvard. And y'all were mad, apparently, that she's not going to an HBCU, which... But... There's not. I mean, and of course, I think HBCUs are great, but her parents went to two Ivy League schools, like, each. So why would she go anywhere but the Ivy League? She's the president's daughter. Why? I just don't understand why she has to go to an HBCU. I don't, right. I don't get why that hurt anybody or offended anybody, especially given that her parents are both Harvard graduates. Like, why wouldn't she go to Harvard? She is. So, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> Big man. Anyway. <laughs> President Obama, yes. Um,. He, at one point, said, he turns to the president and says, you did it, my nigga. And that just set the world ablaze, apparently. And white people have been in their feelings about it. I think that that's great. Yes. White people in their feelings. There's nothing better. (laughs) You good? (laughs) That's like if I was doing, like, a tribute to, like... (laughs) That's like if I was doing a tribute to, like, anybody gay. Okay. Right. And I said, you better work, you faggot. <laughs> and, like, straight people were like, how dare you? Like, right. It's all, like... Like, what do you mean, how dare I? How can... What are you talking about? how we talk about? to each other. What are you... And it's not even... I can't even say that that's the same thing. Because faggot has, like, never been a term of endearment. And nigga has for us. So I don't... And you know that. But this is a word that y'all have used and still, to this day, use... Man... In a horrible way. But when he says it <laughs> right. to a black person, and Obama sat there and nodded his head and laughed. <laughs> and y'all, you're mad? Right. I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense. And I read an article by some white man who was like, the one thing that Obama's haters don't do is call him by the N-word. And Larry Wilmore just did it and made it okay. I'm like, oh, girl, are we in the same America? Because that is just not how this works. Now, You really think Obama's haters have never called him the N-word? I, I challenge you to to Twitter search Obama really, and nigga. Well, nigga is probably like nigga is probably the number one thing that Barack Obama gets the, and called. that's probably the lightest. That's the crystal light of the bullshit that <laughs> that's they the kindest like, word. That right. is the nicest kindest thing that they say Thank about God. this man. They don't use the n word. Shut up. I wish white people would stop saying shit like oh black people say the n word and that makes it okay for other people to use it. Like you were going to say it anyway. If you wanted to say nigga, a black person saying it was not your permission slip. You were going to fucking do it. So right. don't blame it on us. You came up with it. The fuck you mean? <sighs> Whites. I would not have said it. <laughs> I would have. I thought that was excellent. I would not have said it. Just because, I don't know. I just, it's so familiar. <laughs> like I just, <laughs> just as, you know. I think I, I would I just, have just because white misery is so fun. And, like, being in a room full of white people who are that uncomfortable would have brought me a lot of joy. I understand it from a comedian's perspective because it was obviously for, like, the And the rest of the his whatever. set was, if you can call it a set, I don't know what they call it, but yeah. the rest of his remarks were so good. Like, he was funny throughout. It was good overall. I just I wouldn't have said it, not just because of, like, not the white people, but just the way that I view the president and look at him. Like, he would walk into a room and I would just be like... Uh, right i just couldn't right but you're thinking about that as like you you know a regular person who looks up to the president like in his presence i I would not call him my nigga because that's way you're right that's way too familiar but he said barry you did it my nigga like kind of setting up the familiar context to begin with so that's why i was just like you know 
I totally defense. get it, and I thought it was great. And I'm just I saying, think it, I'm glad. I could not have had the balls oh, no, to do it. No, 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 certainly not. I just, but you know, I was never invited to that dinner anyways. At all. Much less to speak. I'm not even nobody's plus one. So. I don't even know any of these people. <laughs> Clearly, so. right. Clearly, I would have never felt that comfortable doing it, but I thought it was a great moment. Yeah. So I'm glad that that was recorded for history. And I just love all of the reactions to it. Yes. At this point, I just dance. It just tastes good. It's like Popeye's. You know, white people being upset over black people having fun or being themselves, that's never going to be boring to me. Like I always love it's it. It's just a good time. Like, you really hate that we are... The two black men are on stage right now calling each other my nigga and, and you can't do nothing but sit there and watch. Like You really are mad about it. You really feel like Obama has not said my nigga to one of his black <laughs> friends of the how that past eight years or whatever, like. Mm, mm, mm. And maybe y'all are just jealous because you wish you could say nigga to Barack Obama in public without being like <laughs> strung up from the nearest tree. But it's just, I'm so sorry. Loki, I feel like Michelle at one point has looked at either Sasha or Amelia and been like, bitch, <laughs> if you... Don't get up into that guy. <laughs> like yes. I, I feel so, like Michelle is so tired of this. I know she's like, <laughs> like so ready to go. Like, oh God, can we? How much right longer now? until we are done? Because <laughs> I am just tired. Just get me out of this goddamn house. I have a child going to college. I got another one on her way in a couple of years. I just, I want to focus on my family. I want to have a good time. I'm, not, I'm tired of this presidential bullshit. So I know Michelle sick of it. Ready to go home. Okay, well, that's it for Six Side World. Oh, y'all, y'all did the most with the least, as usual. But it's fine. It's been much, much worse. Chris Brown has not done anything crazy this weekend that I've heard about, so. Oh, speaking of, shout out to the 800 of you who sent me that picture of Kanye with them snotty eyes at the Met Gala last night, because that was so gross. And I didn't deserve it. Um, and I don't have any comments. Y'all already know how I feel about color contacts. I don't have nothing else to say I just about thought that it was, devil shit. I thought it was so great that Kanye was wearing color contact lenses. And that I was in your presence mm. when I saw them. Mm. Mm. I thought it was so was great. Visceral. It was just like so, so fantastic. The Met Gala was whack last night. Yeah, it was. It I was mean, so boring. From the few pictures I saw, I was just like, Everybody kind had of on looks the same like thing. Claire Danes' dress was beautiful. She had on that white that dress that up. lit up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a, f- a few other people had really. I great liked dresses. Zendaya. Yes. I liked Beyonce once I realized the the Becky skin yes. tooth thing. Yes, although I'm mad at Kim Kimball for I think Kim Kimball did that wig, and I'm mad at her for it because I should not be able to tell Beyonce's wig. Beyonce shit should always be laid better. I'll than wear that. her hair over my hair. Do you think that was deliberate? I mean. <laughs> I could see choosing a latex color. Why uh, not do the whole thing? You said skin over her skin, teeth is confetti. Yeah, hair but she was just missing a bedazzled cane. Mm, I just don't see Beyonce deliberately showing the line in her wig for effect. But I don't know. If so, then brava. I just don't. Mm, mm. I'm that's blaming that I'm, on Kim. That's my story. I'm blaming that on Kim or whoever did it. I liked Solange's outfit a lot, even though I, did I didn't like get it. Solange. And I feel like that's it's always the case with me and Solange. Like I always love what she's wearing, and I don't understand how she got to that point. But that's what I happens that when you're an innovator. Much. Yeah. Everybody else, all the Kardashians looked exactly alike. All of y'all was in the same. I didn't like Kerry Washington's. I didn't see it. It so. looks really weird. I didn't really like any of A lot of y'all had on pretty dresses that were just boring and had nothing to do with the theme. They were but there all was nothing silver wrong with the or dress. metallic. Yeah, and it's just... Uh, but, 
again, I'm not one for like, high fashion and all that. All I know is what Sierra I see. Sierra looks nice. Sierra was there. That's cute. I didn't realize. Yeah, she looked nice. Well, all right. I think. Did Rihanna go? No, she oh, wasn't there, but okay. she posted some shit on Instagram. I don't know if it was her, but it was like four girls in Times Square, and they all had on her oh, previous Oh, in her dresses. previous met dresses. Yeah, I don't think fun. she was down there, but um, yeah, I would have. I probably would have liked to see Rihanna, but everybody else, I just, eh, whatever. I still don't even know the point of that rich people party. I don't know what they do for that. I think it's like, I think there's a charity that goes, that's involved with it, oh. um, but it's just like a rich gala, and everybody goes yeah. around it. The purpose of it is to see the fancy dresses. Kanye and them nasty-ass eyes. I just... Why do you? <sighs> Donda's son is. Just I just don't deserve this, man. I really, I'm not. I can't do anymore. And it's just so much. I feel like he's never going to be the same again. And those of us keeping up yeah, hope are just going to have to let it go. Because... But at least you know a lot. Some of the life of Pablo gave me, you know, hope that the music at least won't die too too soon. Yeah, he's still he's still talented musically. Yeah. So that's good, but I don't know if I can. I'm still I just on don't my. Hear about anything I'm else. still right. I'm still on my Kanye sabbatical. I just don't. I can't handle him right and now. And I won't. I will not be speaking about the other ladies. <laughs> all right. So I just won't even be saying their names. And that's all there is to that. Let's go ahead and take a break. When you want the best, you have to act quickly, or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So, what's the best way to do that? We've told you, it's your girl ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now, you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com/slash/the-read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology, we're parting ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts okay we're back and it's time for listening letters it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may just read them aloud on the show 
And let's see. Hmm, where do we start with this? Where do we start with this? Um, thank you so much to everybody who wrote us in about uh, Lemonade. I'm so glad y'all got y'all life from it the way we did. But our first question, mm, you know what? Let's just, this one's called Daddy Lessons. So, <clears throat> two days ago, well, mm, mm, I'm sorry. This is just, actually, are you okay? What mm, happened? Mm, this is just so much. Actually, we're going to start with this one called Dysfunctional Family. Sure. And it comes from Jamie. It says, here's my issue. My father started dating about two years ago. I finally met his girlfriend and her daughter, who's the same age as I am, last year at Thanksgiving. At a New Year's party we went to, she got really drunk and asked me when we were going to smash. And I didn't pay any attention to it because she was super drunk. But ever since then, she's been eyeballing me and texting me about it. Side note, she is fine as hell. Fast forward a few months, we've had sex and we've been having sex ever since. And now she's pregnant. Wow. I really love her to death. My dad and her mom both know she's pregnant and are happy for her since she's about to graduate in May, but they don't know that I'm the father. I, too, am graduating from a different college, but my questions to you are when should we tell them that it's my child she's carrying? What are we supposed to tell them when we do tell them without hurting their individual feelings? P.S. My dad truly is not shit. He is a major cheater, and the only other person who knows he's cheating is me since he asked me to help him cover it up, so I am not concerned about his feelings in particular. Thanks, Jamie. Yep. Your dad asked you to cover up his cheating. Which, you know... <laughs> what in... How, is, how does your father even feel comfortable enough being like, hey, help me out real quick? <laughs> that is disgusting. <laughs> While I run around on this girl. Like, what? I was so, my daddy. Right. I mean, it's not his mama that he's cheating on, I guess, which makes it easier, but... Mm. What is it with y'all and your step-siblings and people of this nature? Why Why do y'all feel the need to smash these people who are so close to you in life? Like, it's just... So his stepsister... Well, not stepsister yet. Their parents are dating, but he has impregnated her. But he's she, her dad is... His dad is cheating on, on the girl's mother, right. But that is not really entirely relevant to the story. So all you gotta do is tell the mom so they'll break up and then you're good. Wait. <laughs> you think that's the only issue? Like, all you have to do is just break up and the parents break up and that's all there is to it? Because it seems to me that there's like... I don't see the problem otherwise. Well, they've been together for two I'm years. I'm completely being... Like, I just... I don't know what <laughs> I'm talking about. Why do you troll about. me? I do Why no, do you troll me? I have no idea. How do you sit down... And say, so listen, I have impregnated your daughter. Your daughter. (laughs) And I understand you're dating my father, but... I feel like this happened on Gossip Girl. Okay, well, Gossip Girl is not something I can say that I've ever seen. I don't remember. But yeah, I think, I mean, well, she's already pregnant, so... And um, and to the point where she's telling people, so... Yay. Amen. (laughs) Yes, yum. Um, So, I guess... You should go ahead and tell. <laughs> I don't know what to do. See, you know, when wild things like this happen that I could never, I don't even understand how you get there. It's hard for me mm-hmm. to give you like an answer of what you would do because I don't know how you got here. <laughs> like, I don't know why this happened. So, yeah. Well, I mean, you're going to have to suck it up for lack of a better phrase and sit down with your parents and say, so listen, I understand that y'all are smashing but we also are and 
the baby that she's carrying is mine. Like, it's a difficult conversation to have, I'm sure, but there's nothing you can do besides sit down. Oh, they do this every week on E. Uh, okay. So I don't see Are you what talking it, about the Kardashians? I'm not talking about anybody. Oh, I'm say. saying that they're doing this every week on E. Okay. Well, I just... Because I don't talk about those people. Listen, so whatever your situation is, it can't be as bad as theirs. Because they've got, you know, brothers sleeping with... I don't even know who Sisters, babies, right daddies, you know, know cousins, mamas. So. I'm not familiar with the story. I know I'm sure you're not, but mm, I don't know. I think you're, I think this is just. Look, you're just going to have to sit them down and be like, look, this girl's pregnant. We did X, Y, and Z. We don't really know how we got here, but we're here and we kind of dig each other, I guess, or whatever. So what you going to do now? And now, you know, since you're more concerned with the, uh, with her mom's feelings, that's where you need to be focused if your dad tries to pipe up, your dad actually should, at this point, if he's smart, know to just sit back and be like, oh, well, okay, what are we going to do? Because he just cannot wild out with you when you're holding on to his secret. You know what I'm saying? Unless he just does not give a fuck about her at all. Um, okay. But, I mean, yeah, you're just going to have to tell them and say, hey, this is something that happened. We're human. And where do we go from here? Right. Are you, like, are you afraid that her mother is going to to judge y'all for this or it seems like you feel a little ashamed about it even if you don't really know why I so. mean but you already did it so it's not like the shame really ain't going you can talk to a pastor about that you can seek uh, counseling there are plenty of people that you could talk to about the shame portion of this but that part is done and that is not going to at all have, it's not going to be productive in any way in terms of finding less resolution or moving forward. Right, and if you feel like you really, Lord, I guess you are really in love with this girl, so... I mean... Oh, Father God. I just feel like there are so many other places that your penis could have gone. I just... Mm, so many again. other places. So, so but, so I mean, at this point, the both of you are graduating, you're going to have to put on your adult panties and deal with the situation you've created and whatever fallout comes y'all are just gonna have to handle it like i mean because a whole new human is coming on the way and that human is gonna be like well i don't really know how i got here <laughs> and i don't know too much about you niggas but i gotta get ready for the world so help that's really none of my business okay so our next question comes from kelly may who says i recently have been diagnosed with a mood disorder my husband is very supportive but my mother has not been at least not in a helpful way she is a combination of a born-again Southern Christian with all the conservative fixings and a health nut who doles out advice on supplements, probiotics, and anything else. Now, my mother knows about this mood disorder, and her responses have been along the lines of give it to God and I've left it at the altar, mm -hmm. or advising that I should look into natural remedies for a literal chemical imbalance that takes place in my brain every single goddamn day. I do not attend church and have not been an active member of a congregation for almost a decade. I am beyond frustrated and I can't cuss her out or even raise my voice because I wasn't raised that way. But Jesus, I am close. Having support while I deal with this disorder is paramount to being successful in treatment. But at the same time, speaking to her about what's going on and listening to her responses leave me feeling isolated and like she doesn't care. She and my husband are all I have right now. I'm not comfortable disclosing to my friends. And my older sister, I mean, sorry, my older sibling, who I'm very close to, has responded to previous depressive states I've experienced by telling me that my husband and I are too blessed for me to be depressed and has even sent written notes explaining that life is short and I need to enjoy it. So how do I talk about this disorder to my mother without being disrespectful? So far, whenever she starts the, whenever she starts to give the give it to God talk or supplement deal. I put the phone down and wait for her to finish before responding with a uh-huh or I just change the subject. If you have anything for my other sibling, please let me know. She listens to the show, so I'm down for you handling that for me. Oh, child. 
Thanks for your help. Also, please come to Kentucky. <laughs> it's terrible outside of Lexington, but we have damn good bourbon. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, all right, Kelly May, I think we got it. Um. Hmm. So, I will say this. I think that it's very important for you as an individual. Well, you already seem to understand, you know, what's going on. Um, does she say she's getting treatment? Uh, yes. So, she is... Well... My husband is, I've been diagnosed with a mood disorder. I don't. That doesn't necessarily mean you're getting Yeah, I don't think, she doesn't mention being on a treatment plan, so. Okay, so if you are not already seeking treatment for it, then I suggest that you do. If you've been diagnosed by someone who actually has, like, pieces of paper from a school that says that they can do that, then good. If not, then I would seek that. (laughs) Because some people will just be like, oh, girl, I think you might be bipolar. And they have no business telling you that. Or, oh, girl, I think that you might be And they have no business telling you that. So if you've gotten it, if you've gotten the information from somebody who is, like, qualified to do that, then good. Next, I think that you might need to seek treatment. Now, there's all kinds of different treatments that you can, uh, that you can do or take in terms of, you know, Whatever it depends on, you know, whatever disorder or whatever it is that you have, but um, you don't always need medication. You might just need uh, therapy. Maybe you just need counseling. Maybe you need both. Um, no, I'm. This yeah, is like no, this I'm is not, a real thing. I'm not laughing like it's funny. I'm 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 thinking about it like from the perspective of having a mother who would probably feel similarly. Maybe not about the health part of it, but the whole, you know, you need to give that to God type of thing. And just that frustrating exasperation that I would feel with that. Well, she's saying that she hasn't been to church or done X, Y, and Z in a while. I think that the spiritual aspect of it is important as well. Um, it It's not going to make a difference in something that is scientifically going on in your body. But at mm-hmm. the same time, it is important to me anyway um as a believer in god to also have that as a part because you know faith and just you know a spiritual connection with god for me or whoever it is that you serve i feel like that really serves as a backdrop for many of you know many of the lemonade moments in your life so it's like regardless of whatever it's still good to hold on to that so it's very good to still pray it's very important i think to still have that connection with god but also if you need to take some medicine take the fucking medicine if you need to take therapy if you need to go to therapy take the fucking therapy because sometimes prayer alone isn't going to help you right then and there it just is not you know what i'm saying and sometimes you have to take further steps it's not to say that prayer isn't important it's not to say that prayer doesn't work or prayer can't work but it has been shown time and time again that many people in our community will look past individuals that do have uh mental disorders or issues and say oh well we're just gonna pray for them and that isn't going to simply you know work it's like saying oh you gay and we're just gonna pray that and make it go away it doesn't work like that you know what i'm saying so please by all means still pray by all means keep a connection to to god or whatever but if that is not making a difference for you get treatment do the things that you need to do and all of those other things as well in terms of addressing your mother yeah i think that you just need to be like look well i appreciate your prayers by all means keep them going because they will not hurt. 
rules. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with having a But I think the issue is that her mother is like, like, I don't know, maybe like overbearing or just not very supportive of anything other than, you know, pray about it or, you know, find you some probiotics. And that's her business. Right. That's what I'm saying. Pray for me. Do whatever it is you're going to do. I'm absolutely not going to tell you not to pray for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, fine. Because mm-hmm. prayer can only do what? Add to my recovery. <laughs> but as you're doing that, I'm also going to seek out what I can do in the here and the now to make myself feel better while those prayers are being administered. How about that? And if you, you don't have to understand that, you don't have to do whatever. My mama, when I told my mama that I had, I went and saw, you know, I was seeing a, th- a psychotherapist and they were prescribing me this and that and the third my mother was like don't take those pills because you know yeah they people get suicidal thoughts from them and blah 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 and i was like well that's true but i spoke with the doctor and this is how that happens and it wouldn't happen with me because i don't have that disorder and these are the things like i we that's why you see a doctor they tell you what it is that's going on with you how it works how to treat it what the treatments will do, what the side effects are. Like, they the doctor. They know how this works because they went to school for it. You did it. You know what I'm saying? So pray for me. That's great. You know what I'm saying? But you also don't need to worry about me. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but when you talk to your, not to get like all extra personal or anything, but does, do your conversations with your mom make you feel like she doesn't really care about you or that you're like, because that's what she's saying. Like talking to her mother makes her feel like her mother doesn't really care about her and just... Like, she feels like she doesn't actually get any support for the act, for the issue going on. And it's just, oh, you need to, you know, do these other things and it won't be a problem anymore. I don't think that that's it, though. I think that that's the way that she is um, translating it, I guess. I think that that's how she's taking it. I think that your mother probably does love you a lot. But for older men and women, especially in the black community... That's just the way that they're op- they operate. You know what I'm saying? They don't know nothing about this newfangled shit, and mm-hmm. the same way that they they feel like transgender people are just you know somebody men in, a, in skirts, just men in yeah. skirts and a wig that just want to be girls, and they just want to go up into the bathroom, and it's like right. it doesn't work that way. That's right. not how their brain works, and you don't understand that because never nobody's ever told you about that. Nobody. So you think it's school. like a generational ignorance? It's on absolutely a generational ignorance, and unfortunately for a lot of people, they're set in their ways, and that's just what they believe. So it's not that your mama don't love you. I think that it's just that is how she chooses to deal with it because that's just the way that a she lot doesn't of really get it. Yeah, she doesn't understand it. And it's not, mm-hmm. it it doesn't make any sense to stress yourself out about it, um, thinking that your mom don't love you or your mom don't support you. It's just that she doesn't understand. So you have to just do what you can do for yourself and in this moment to make yourself feel better. Um, and if you want to try and explain to her, like, look, this is the way that it works and blah, blah, blah. By no means is anybody trying to play God. By no means anybody trying to act like God can't fix these things because he absolutely can. But these are just things. These are options that I'm pursuing. They ain't going to kill me. They're not going to hurt me. It's medicine. You know what I'm saying? So, and yeah. again, you get I see all what you of mean the now. information. Because at first I'm like, at first I, th- I looked at it like, you know, I feel like it's so important for parents to be as open and understanding with their kids when they're going through sh- shit like this as possible. But then you you make a good point about her mother maybe does not even understand just how much she isn't helping by talking the way she does because she thinks she's saying something that will help you because she doesn't really understand what it is that you're going through. Prime example, my parents, I feel like up until I was getting ready to leave for New York. 
my parents were very, 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 very still to this day. Well, I don't know about still to this day because we haven't talked about it. But they were always very vocal about being, not being here for homosexuality. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Two Jamaican people born before the 70s. You know what I'm saying? They are not here for it. And so once we finally had the conversation, um, although it was more just about my mother speaking to me, but... (laughs) Once it was, like, cleared up, like, okay, he's gay, then... Oh, like, as, for real? Like, the, yeah, the for confirmation? Yeah, for real, Like, the confirmation, <laughs> like, the sit-down. Like, we can all stop pretending we don't know. After, as the year starts to go by, my mother would start to say things to me, like, do you feel like we weren't there for you? Do you feel like we were bad parents? Um, she would look at, like, my behavior in school and stuff like that and be like, I see that this affected a lot of things for you and you we weren't really able to why do I feel like I'm about to cry we don't really feel like we were able to um to be there for you and we probably made you feel like you can talk to us about this kind of stuff you know what I'm saying so like it sometimes takes for you to actually like go out and live your life and be who you are for them to like be like, yes. oh, okay, oh, <laughs> for them to be like, all right, and like learn more about it yeah. and then realize. And then when they start to hear people talk about gay people and they're like, oh, that's my son, yeah. then they're like, oh, uh-uh. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you just have to live your life and do the best that you can for you and just let them catch up. And that's it. Woo, I am done I mean, next. That's, <laughs> that's crazy because me and my mama had a similar conversation maybe six or seven years ago where she was like, I mean, do you feel like I failed you as a mother in certain areas and all this other stuff? And I was like, girl, like, what are you even? Because they be hoping, like, they are praying yeah. and they're hoping that you're going to come to them and be like, you know what, girl? No, I don't know what I'm talking Like, I don't know what's going on. Like, I know I'm absolutely straight and it's never going to happen. And so it, they get to a place where they're But just not like, even just with the gay thing, like... I was just not at all what my mama, you know, thought I was gonna be, and just yeah. terrible, you know, as a, as a person. Like, I mean, you see, I am me, you know. Who is gonna be like ready to claim that? Because I'm just so out there and ridiculous. So my mama, I think, well. I think my mama was just like, you know, I thought you were going to have like a, a regular life and not be so. You know, I, th- I thought you were going to follow That's what in my every footsteps. parent wants for their kids. Like, you know, God forbid if I have a child one day. Because I can't even deal with this guy, damn Yorkie. <laughs> this dog. But if I have, you know what I'm saying, I would want for my kid to grow up and go to the best school and just have, like, a good job and live life normally. My kid may come out and have three fucking eyes. Now I got to deal with how, you know, yeah. to get this kid to be okay. My kid may be trans. My kid may, you know, have some yeah. kind of skin disorder. Anything. Anything could just be bullied for any reason. A weird personality or yeah. just doesn't socialize well with others. It could be any. Anything. So it's just important. And I know what it feels like to be that kid who is picked on. Yeah. I mean, I was just simply weird. You know, (laughs) aside aside from being gay, I was just weird. And so that was just me. And you have to, I think that our generation now, especially Americans, um, I think we're a little bit more liberal. I think that we're getting to a place where things are starting to become uh, more understood and talked about more. So it should get better. But the generations before us, especially people who are not even from here, they were like, girl, what? But you, they get, they catch up. Yeah. Don't take it personally. 
Ooh, okay, last question actually is kind of relevant. It says, think about the person you were five years ago before the show started and before you moved to New York. What piece of advice or message would you tell your former self if you had the chance? Love from Seattle, Patrick. Um, Man, five years ago, my life, I could not have even dreamed what my life would be like right now. To be all the way real with you, it's been... I guess I would just be like, stop whining. <laughs> It'll be fine. Stop whining? Yeah. That was your biggest issue? I think that I whine a lot. Like, I, I, def, I still do, I think, but I definitely I mean. whined a lot. Like, a lot. But I'm talking about when I got here and before I got here. And it would just be like, oh my God, it's not going to work. And I'm going to be poor. And you're living on the street. And blah, blah, blah. And like... The worst thing that can happen to you is in life is that you die. And if you did, oh, well, you did. You know what I'm saying? And so there's no worry. There's no point in stressing out about what anybody is going to think about you after you die because you can't control it. Right. So you might as well live your life. I feel like everything else is about perspective because it can it can still be okay. You know, somehow, some way, you can make you see people on TV all of the time who are going through things that they're going to go through for the rest of their life, whether it's physically, if it's something about their environment, whatever. And it just reminds you of all the things that you take for granted. Mm-hmm. And you'll look at these people and they'll be happy as a fucking like pig in shit. Right. Like they are just like, I am here. Yeah. You know, so. The worst thing that could happen to you is that, but at the same time, I would I would say, yeah, like just go believe in yourself, have a certain amount of confidence, remain humble, but still recognize that you can do these things if you set your mind to it. And also don't waste your time out here trying to find uh, somebody to love you. Mm. Mm. Well. That Be is, a bad bitch, and that nigga will find his way there. Yes, yes, and I'm. I have seen how much you have grown since you moved to New York, and how much more about yourself you are now, as opposed to being worried about you know light skinned niggas and they curly headed problems. So oh I'm just so proud of you, <laughs> and I think I'm, I am partial to a curly hair, light skin. <laughs> we all know. <laughs> Like, I, I mean, just, look at the roster. We, just we know. Set, uh, back to back. Like, <laughs> just it just happens back, all of the time. They just keep coming. Just, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I think I would tell myself, um, don't be afraid to be uncomfortable. I was very much a person who was like, well, listen, I'm, I don't take risks. I do what I have to do. I go to work and I stay at work even if it's a shitty job because I'm going to pay my bills and I'm going to do this and I'm not going to disrupt anything in my life. If it might shake up, you know, my job or my living situation or whatever. Like I was so complacent and just like really treading water in life and not really moving because I was so afraid to take any sort of risk. I was just I I was afraid of, of failing. I was afraid of, you know, being too afraid and not being able to do things. I just I was afraid of, of, you know, losing my job or having to move or having to change my life in any sort of way. Like, I was so afraid to make any moves that I was way more miserable than I should have been, all things considered. Like, Mm -hmm. I look back on my life in Oklahoma and I'm like, girl, you know, you had a job. At points, you had a terrible job, but you had a job. You always had a place to live. You had friends. You had, you know, a car. You had a great church. Like, Mm. life was really not, it didn't have to be so miserable, but you were so afraid of doing something different and shaking up your world that you were way, 
way, way less happy than you deserve to be. And taking the risk and moving to New York the way I did two weeks before I was supposed to move to Atlanta totally changed my life. And when I tell you I have hit the lowest of rock bottom in New York and experienced some of the most amazing moments of my life in New York, like that's all together in the same experience. And the the bad parts of what I have gone through have been worth the good parts and Mm -hmm. the growth that I have experienced as a person and as a woman. So I would just say, you know, if you are unhappy and looking around at your life, like I don't have a reason to be unhappy. Why am I? Don't be afraid to shake shit up. Cause sometimes that's exactly what you need. So and it doesn't mean like now if you're I'm about worried, to cry. <laughs> oh, if you're God. worried about it being hard or whatever, <gasps> this is such a Fran ass episode. <laughs> it's gonna be because that's just life. <sighs> but you could have you could have hard times in a life that you're miserable with, or you could have occasional hard times in life that makes you really happy. Either <sighs> way, you don't have hard times because that's just the way the life is. But you can't be afraid of hard times. You're trying to like keep your life on balance because you're scared of going through anything hard. Hard shit is going to come anyway. Right, exactly. So if you think you're staying safe and avoiding the bad times, girl, let me <laughs> they are coming regardless. Regardless. So don't be afraid to take a risk because you think a bad time might come because a bad time's coming anyway, I promise. Woo, all right. So I'm going to need a Kleenex. Let's go because this is too much. This is ridiculous. Woo. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80 and to show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code space eight zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so we're back, and it's time for the read. Yeah, and I'm not even sure if I have one this week, so if you want to go first, that would be so cool. Okay. So, I'm just going to go ahead and do what I did in Chicago, Mm -hmm. because I also am not... Yeah. So, as we said previously, Views has come out, and Views is kind of like, I maybe would call it like Peaks, or like Squint. It's just a I'm little so done with you. <laughs> just a little underwhelming. But I love you, Aubrey. I have changes n- nothing about the way that I feel about you, except for this album. Okay. But um, as we mentioned, there's lots of uh, Caribbean influence on there, not just Jamaica, but lots of the West Indian 
islands and things like that because that's just the way Toronto is. So I get that. Uh, unfortunately, a few of you seem to be under the impression that things like ting, uh, those types of words and this uh, dialect, these inflections and things, that that is Toronto slang. I got into a very hilarious uh, back and forth with the lady on Twitter who was white and convinced that uh, Ting was a part of Toronto slang. Now that very much that might be true. I may be able to agree that that is a part of the slang in Toronto at the moment. As I've mentioned, England or certain parts of England are very similar because. The British owned Jamaica up until like yesterday. So okay, like That's not <laughs> very long ago. So isn't the Queen still on the money, or she just went off the money, Queen Elizabeth? I think that they did take her off like very recently, like I'm maybe not last sure. year or something. Um, but colonial bullshit. I'm, I'm telling, and not long ago. Anyway, um, so it's similar over there too. Uh, and I've never really taken. Uh, offense to it because I understand how all of that stuff works so it's not a big deal however you can't go around claiming uh, patois or any of these other words that come from the Caribbean as your own they aren't and the only reason that you are hearing them or saying them is because of those people from your neighborhood from those people who are living in your city those people who are bringing their culture their language their food and all that stuff and they're living in these new places. That's why you hear this stuff. You can go to certain parts of Flatbush, girl, right here. And it's probably some American-born kids that ain't never, never been to Jamaica, don't have no Jamaicans or any kind of Caribbean people in their family. And they probably speak or say those words or understand it. And that kind of thing because it's, it's environmental. It's from where you live. It's how that stuff works. Yeah. But you are not going to tell me. <laughs> With two Jamaican, both my parents come from St. Catherine. Both of my, like my whole entire, I'm literally first generation American. Like I am the first of the family that was born here. Like the generation started with me when it comes to Americans. Everybody else in my family has been speaking to me in Patois since I was born. Everybody else, I have been to Jamaica every summer of my life up until a couple of years ago when my granddad died. So... I know the islands. I've been to the Bahamas. I've been to Trinidad. I've been to these places before. Like, I know these things. You do not. You're from the six. And that's fine. <laughs> but you can't say to me or anybody else that that is your language. You need to calm down. You need to read a book or whatever else. And the girl, mind you, she wasn't the only one who was saying this. But she was just the dumbest and the funniest at the same time. Because she was saying, like, oh, well... You know, Drake popularized the the language or whatever over here, and is that why you're upset and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I'm not upset because I know what I'm talking about. You should be upset because you're a dumbass. <laughs> like, if anybody here should be mad, it's you. Right. But again, dummies just feel like they can say whatever. Like, what do you have to lose? You're already dumb. So, <laughs> we're just going to talk. Like, it don't matter. So... She was saying that Drake popularized it, which is not true. It was already popular, which is why Drake speaks like that exactly. in the first fucking place. Like, Drake wasn't like, Drake didn't discover that there are Jamaican people in Toronto and start talking like them, bitch. Like, what? Right. He's not even the first com Canadian artist to speak like that. So, <laughs> it doesn't even make any 
sense. <laughs> and then she said something like, she said something like, oh, well, white people weren't really talking like that until Drake, until Drake said that. And that again showed me that you're all, like, you're not only dumb, you're not only ignorant, but you're also like racist because you seem to be under the impression that something isn't popular or it's not relevant until white people start saying it too. And that is a common issue that you dumb hoes be having. Like, this is something <laughs> that happens with you every single time and you get cussed out and you act like you're confused and you don't know why. Bitch, because it doesn't, the buck don't start with you, girl. Like, this is not new. Right. It's been going on for the longest. Dancehall music, reggae music, Patois, all of this stuff was popular in America before you and Jimmy were born. So I don't understand what what you're talking about. Like it's like if they they think white if white people not paying attention, then it's not popular. Then it's not popular. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's what? <laughs> child, what? Child. That doesn't make any sense. So you're an idiot. And if giving you think it to Drake. That. Giving it to Drake of all people because he said ting a couple times. Is that it? And Drake actually speaks pretty good Patois. Like, I I used to think that he was actually Jamaican. I know his daddy wow. black. So I was like, oh, wait, is Drake Jamaican? Because that would make me like him even more. His daddy is from Tennessee. That <laughs> nigga just got Jamaican friends. <laughs> well, I'm not going to talk about nobody's ability to speak in another language or accent because I know how I am. So. He's much better at it than Nikki is. Nikki's actually pretty good, too. But... But isn't Nikki from... Um, Nikki's from Trinidad. Trinidad, right. So her... I think Safari is Jamaican. Oh, okay. Safari is Jamaican. All right. Yeah, because well. Trinidad don't speak Jamaican Patois. Well, no, I didn't think so. But I thought maybe you meant that Nikki's Trinidadian dialect sounded No, off. no. She be oh, speaking okay. in Jamaican and Patois, but that's not... Oh, like, that she... oh, like that song on her album she had with... Uh, what's his name? Um, I forgot his name that fast. But that Trinidad Girl song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... I mean, a lot of it sounds similar, whatever. It's not. The whole point is none of that shit comes from Toronto. It doesn't come from Toronto. It don't come from England. It don't come from Flatbush, even. It doesn't like, come, it from, comes Drake. from It does not come from Drake. It's the people that it comes from. It's a part of the culture. It's a language. It's just, it's more than just simply a dialect. Like, and you can like it. You can appreciate it without claiming it and acting like it's yours. That is the problem, white people. <laughs> That's the issue. It's not that you just really like kimonos. It's not that you, you know, you really, really love uh, dreads. You know, it's not like yeah. you really just love cornrows. It's not that you really, really love a headdress or whatever. It's that you take it, you don't know anything about it, and you offend people and then just act like, well, why are you so mad about it? We like it. It's like, no. You try to act like you don't know where it comes from. Oh, these are these are boxer braids. <laughs> no, that's not whatever the fuck they be calling. Oh, I just, you can't. It's not yours. And you and the fact that you take something that has been that has existed for however long, the fact that there are people from the Caribbean who come to the States and they go to school and they get picked on right. for having an accent or for speaking differently or for eating different foods at lunch or whatever. They get picked on for that shit. Oh. And then Drake come here and he starts saying this, that, and the third. And it's all of a sudden that's Toronto slang. You'll get smacked. Like you will <laughs> on everything get smacked in your mouth. So don't play. Don't try and act like you don't know where this shit came from or, well, it's just yours and, and you can be mad about it because we like it and we're not going to stop saying it. Like, bitch, there's nothing wrong with, with appreciating it. Jamaican culture, black culture, whatever the fuck else, it's awesome. I get liking it. I love being black. I love having Jamaican ancestry and Jamaican being a part of that culture and all that stuff. So I get that you like it too, bitch. It's sickening. But yeah. at the same time, 
Watch your mouth and be respectful. That's it. I'm never going to go to fucking Tokyo as much as I love. Now I want like I'm dying to get to Tokyo. I love Japan. I love, you know, tech and games. I've read so many things about that city and all these different things I want to experience. Anyway. I'm not I'm not going to go out there and come back o- over here with you know, uh, hovercraft or whatever fucking fancy shit they got and be like, yeah, girl, built this shit in my garage, girl. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, like you just invented Like, it get all, off it. Of, yeah, like, oh, yeah. I just know all about this and, you know, I'm just totally Japanese. Right. Shut up. No. Exactly. That's it. And I also was going to read you oh, because please do. you decided that you wanted about earlier. <laughs> to get on Instagram oh, wearing oh, a Gabby Fresh bikini <laughs> at home. It's actually not a bikini. Whatever it is. It's a one piece. It is whatever it is. It is revealing and, and taut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a swimsuit. Okay, so the same thing. Right. But that is Gabby's There was bikini. nowhere to I, swim is the case. I buy that Gabby's was swimsuits bu- every year. This is like my third year buying one of Gabby's swimsuits. And I have never posted a picture of myself in one. And I just felt like supporting Gabby and using the hashtag and all that. So I did it. That's thirst all there is to it. Trap. How is it a thirst trap? Down. The the, com- the the fucking caption is very clear. This is Gabby's swimsuit. That's why I'm wearing it. Hashtag Gabby is bad bitch or whatever. Period. It wasn't like, oh, just on my way to watch Scandal. You know, like I wasn't trying to be a bird with it. It was just a picture. Whatever. Bitch, be quiet. You are all up in this swimsuit <laughs> at the house. <laughs> bitch, I had on a fucking bathing suit at the beach. And my photo was from 300 miles away. <laughs> and everybody's putting peaches and cake emojis <laughs> under my goddamn comments, bitch. And here you come three smooth days later with your titties up to fucking Mount Olympus. And this goddamn Gabby Fresh swimsuit. Okay, I'm not mad. I'm just pointing out the fact. The issue was not that you were wearing your swimsuit and had your ass out in the ocean and put it on Instagram. The issue was that you thought nobody was gonna say nothing about you and your big round booty. Would they have? First of all, why would they have? They clearly did because everybody could see your ass. So you was acting like yes, absolutely not. You was acting like you were in denial about it. No, ma'am. The fact of the matter is that that picture was very pretty. I have posted thirst traps before and the we caption know. have been, what would Trina do? I know when I'm putting it out there, girl. And I had thirst traps set up from that same day, but I liked <laughs> that picture. It wasn't about the... If it was a thirst trap, I wouldn't have no problem saying it. Because I can't stand when the girls be out here with a motherfucking iPad over their dicks talking about, <laughs> mm, what am I going to have for breakfast today? Like, you... I'm not saying you thought it was booty a hole. Trap. Clearly, bitch, because you have this goddamn your dick is out on Instagram. Like booty hole for breakfast, just right there on the counter. I'm talking about what my Serve explore page up. shows me. Well, you know, your explore page is a reflection of the people you follow. So it is, and apparently, I follow a whole bunch, a bunch of, you of niggas thoughts. because I go on there. It tells you who is who now, who follows these pages oh, yeah. that I don't follow, yeah. and it'd be like this person, that person, this person, plus eight more. I'm like, God. <laughs> Damn, like. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you may not have thought that picture was a thirst trap, but you should have known anytime you it put a picture of yourself in draws that people are going to say something First about of all, there's a ass. difference between draws and swimsuits. Not really, but there okay. Is, very little, is. especially for it men, there's a very different. little difference. It is a huge difference. No. You were in draws. A very little difference. You were in draws at 
home. Yes, okay? you could call that That is my swimwear. That's what I well, swim that, in. No, but that's a swim. On the day that all, I was that swimming. That was a swimsuit. But if you wanted to call it underwear, I would not argue with you about it. Because it covers more than that. But still, you know, it's it's revealing. And it's fine My thirst traps are coming. <laughs> you can know that. When I have a thirst trap ready... The thing I will let you, you girls know. You keep acting like somebody is judging you for posting thirst traps. That's not I'm it. not saying that nobody's... Not... I'm not saying anybody's judging me. You can never judge me for no <laughs> shit like that. What I'm saying is Woo! that that was you. not Look one. And you. y'all were doing I mean... way too much. <laughs> my booty has been way closer to the camera before. That was about the environment and the beauty of my hometown, Miami, Florida, Dade County, 305. I'm saying you have to accept that anytime you put your ass cheeks on the internet, that's going to be the response you get. I don't care Bye, how far girl. away the shot is. No, the answer is incorrect. So I want to talk about something I saw on Facebook. A young lady named Taja Jones posted a picture of herself going to prom. Um, she's wearing like a sparkly... Uh, dress with like black tulle and she's got her hair down and it says prom 2k16 you know with like the little princess emoji and all this stuff and she is a plus size young lady I would say I mean I'm not gonna try to guess her size or anything but she's not she's not like you know one of those what they what you would call thick or what people would necessarily like she's clearly a plus size young lady like okay So, somebody shared this picture of her and said, I literally just inboxed most females that commented positively to this photo. Real friends don't lie to friends. This girl looks a mess. And you females will say, yes, slay girl, knowing good and well. She totally embarrassed herself for the whole world to see. Shaking my head. So, some asshole nigga decided to take it upon himself to share this picture of a girl who is clearly quite happy with herself, had a great time. Took her picture and added his own hateful ass commentary to it, added it to his Facebook. And from there, it just spread and went viral. It was all over a bunch of different social networks. Um, after that point, and she updated her status again the next day and said, Should have never went, should have never posted any pics. She did um, an interview with a news station in Philly talking about, you know, how this was just so hurtful and thousands of people that she didn't know were commenting on her dress and her body and she had had such a good time that night and it made her change her whole view of herself and that was a part that really hurt my feelings because a lot of y'all are so mean and I get it because I'm not nice either but some of y'all are so mean to people about stuff that even if they could change, it just doesn't make sense to be cruel to another person about it. Like, right. it just doesn't make sense to be hateful to people because of their body size. Even if you feel like somebody should lose weight, even if you think, oh, well, that person is unhealthy, which is also just a thought you have and not something that you know for sure because you are not that person's doctor. Even if you look at them and find something wrong or offensive about their body, that does not mean it's okay for you to be hateful to them because of their body. Like, right. This is a girl who is, what, 17, 18 years old. She was excited to go to prom. She had a good time at prom. She felt good. She, There was no reason for her to experience anything but happiness that night. And somebody taking their own insecurities and their own hatefulness about bigger bodies out on this person who literally did nothing to them, I just, it makes me wonder what's wrong with y'all. It really, like, I don't understand how you can 
go after somebody who did nothing to you in that way. Like you really right. went like not only did you share her picture and clown her like she wasn't going to get a notification of you sharing her own fucking photo on Facebook. You also went to the trouble of inboxing people who commented on her picture to tell them how wrong they were. Like how fucking miserable are you yeah, in like, your what life? The fuck like is wrong with how you? do you not have nothing else better to do? How do you feel like making fun of a fat girl or a dark skinned girl is okay enough for you to not only do that shit but then go around and follow up with the people who are her friends and said yes girl slay you look good have a great time you gonna go in their business and to be like oh hey by the way you lying to your friend I'm lying to my friend you really feel like there's no way I can feel like my friend looks good I can just see the smile on her face she looks confident she looks happy like you just gonna assume that I feel the same fucked up, hateful ass way that you feel? Like, everybody don't hate big people just because they big. If you got a problem with fat people, I don't I don't know what to tell you about that. It ain't no counseling I can help you through that. And as somebody who has been big and now is not as big, I've seen the way people treat me and I've seen how it changes and I'm not gonna be one of them people who loses weight and then decides she gonna shit on fat people too. Like, I'm not, because I've seen... I've experienced the difference for myself in the way that people that you interact with on a daily basis and society treats you. And it's just, it's, I can't even get into how fucked up it is for y'all to feel like it's okay to be nice to people because they are not big or it is okay to be outright cruel to somebody because they are. Like, it's just... Like, they're not doing anything. However you feel about body size body shape however you feel about fat it just like how do you not understand that those are your feelings and you need to keep them to your own goddamn self and that that should not translate into the way you treat other people this girl had a great time and now is depressed and crying and upset because thousands of strangers on the internet are making fun of her for her fucking body for her body a teenage girl and y'all really feel like it's okay because she is you know, she is what society would code as undesirable. She's big. She's dark skinned. She's there's nothing about her. Like Malcolm X said, the black woman is the most disrespected woman in America. There's nothing about her that would make most people want to stand up and take up for her. Like there, you look at this girl and you see somebody who is worthy of being made fun of. And I just can't get I just I can't get how y'all are this fucked up. I can't get how y'all are this miserable in your own personal lives. Like, I just wish that whatever internal biases you have about people, you would learn to keep that shit internal. Mm -hmm. You can hate fat people. You can hate black people. You can hate gay people all you want. I just wish you would keep it to your fucking self and not let your treatment of people be affected by your own fucked up ass way of thinking. Because she didn't deserve that. Don't no teenage girl deserve to feel shitty about herself because somebody else on the internet has their own personal problems keep that shit to yourself nigga exactly i just so well i mean I'm it's frustrated very it's you know it's obvious and it's very clear to us at this point that you know a lot of people are very miserable and they are very unhappy they don't have you know much to look forward to or whatever in their life and so they take that shit out on others people yeah. who are genuinely are seemingly happy and they just try and find some way to put that person down. If I'm coming for you bitches because you deserve it. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I'm coming for you bitches because If I'm you, coming for some regular ass person, it's because you did something to me. You did something. Right. And you deserve this. But... The way you look... But it's just your body, girl, just, because you big like, and you going to prom and I just... Like, you don't know no big people. Like, you just making fun of her weight because it's right there and it's an easy thing for you to make fun of. And it's a kid. Like, it's... It just sucks to me that 
it made her feel different. Right. Because you would like, you know, had it been myself, had it been you, and, you know, plenty of other people would just been like, girl, you can be mad if you motherfucker wants. I don't give a fuck what any of you bitches right. are talking about. Y'all hoes are miserable. You need to get a life. So it just sucks that, you know, she's not in a place um, where she has that kind of confidence yet. And so for you as a person to just yeah. come in and be trying to, like, inbox her friend, like, what a loser. What a corny-ass bitch. Like, yeah. that's such a lame thing to do get a job and a lot of people are being supportive like i loved i'm glad to see so many positive comments and people being like you know this is fucked up but it just it's terrible that this girl felt bad about it like her own self-image changed yes once she saw how much y'all hated her for no reason and that is just i know it's the internet and everybody feels like it's all fun games and you can say whatever but like when you get to the point of affecting some random teenagers own self-esteem like you fucking with somebody's self-worth like she's a fucking teenager right i wish her response had been girl and so fuck y'all but i don't blame her for not feeling that way it takes a long time to develop a skin that thick to where you don't care about people just shitting on you and like we that. have plenty of people all right. the time who say something stupid right to us. right i have a lot of experience dealing with dumbasses so On it's fine internet. it's so, nothing it's nothing right but you know the average person especially 16, a teenager is not really used to me. having thousands of people or whatever say something horrible about your the way body that she appearance like, like do you think she doesn't already know that she's big like do you think she doesn't what are you are you breaking the news to her now so just you just being an asshole for the sake of being an asshole just go eat a toyota prius and leave everybody alone uh, i'm just so tired of the way y'all y'all treat big girls like i am i'm really tired of the way y'all have decided that it's just okay to make fun of somebody because they body shape or size is not what you think it should be go fuck yourselves grow the fuck up all right yeah, so that's going to wrap up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at This Is The Read. And our website, thisistheread.com, for our upcoming show dates and links to every episode and things along that nature. Um, big shout out to Chicago for the show this past weekend. Yes, Chicago. Lots and lots of fun. <laughs> um, Baltimore, we'll be seeing you in, I think, two weeks or so. Yes, two, yes. And so, get ready for that. At thereadlive.com. Also, uh, San Francisco, we're headed your way too. Tickets available at thereadlive.com for those upcoming shows. And London, we will be in London for our second show out there. We are July, July 30th. July 30th. So, all of these things you can get tickets for, I believe, on thereadlive.com. Yes, you, you can. Readlive.com for tickets. Uh, the San Francisco show is June 11th. And thanks again, Chicago. That was our biggest ever show to date. And I definitely noticed. <laughs> right. It was the first time that I was like, oh, fuck. This is, yeah, this is, a, lot this is a lot of people. <laughs> so, um, but thank you guys for being excellent. We had a great time. I think that's you don't have any other news for me. I don't think so. Oh, congratulations to Hamilton on your 16 Tony nominations, oh, yeah. and also eclipsed uh, Denai Gru. Don't have me fuck up her name, uh, but yeah, the the lady Michonne, Mich- Michonne right? Um, the show that Lupita's in. I think they got six Tony nominations. Awesome. So congratulations to my faves. I'm so excited. I really hope they win, but I also can't wait to see what they're gonna. 
And oh, please, no. I mean, Lupita was another one who looked really good last night. I loved her hair. So, and I just love that cast. God, I can't wait to see what they all look like at the Tonys. So, I'm going to try my best. I don't know who I'm going to have to sleep with, but I'm trying to go to the Tonys. I really, <laughs> I am going to, I don't know who. But, so yes, congratulations. And I hope you both win and, you know, so on and so forth. Do we have so, an acronym this week or are we done? No, I'm just asking for you to pray pray for me through this two thing because I'm literally terrified. You're going to be fine. You are. I don't know just why. Just don't lose your blood clot. Just don't lose your blood clot and you'll be you fine. You can't use Jamaican sayings. No, I mean an actual blood clot. I know. Oh, you, I hate you. I hate Why do you? Oh, I'm so you sick of you. falling for it. You know what? We will see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>